morning on this January 2nd, 2020. Uh, are we seeing clearly yet today? For this year? Don't worry, it's only the second day. Continue walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will, using his ISAV that's uh, spoken of in Revelation, in one of the letters, um, he will make your eyes clear and clear. Trouble is, it will show truly how ugly and how bad this world, which is passing away, is. Those that tell you we must save the earth, save the earth, those are those are still Satan's children. They are not genuine Christians or followers of Jesus Christ as we are. Okay, I guess I started with a commercial break. Really, when one legitimately is born again, which means legitimately comes, you cannot become a genuine Christian unless you're born again. You're born through your mommy and daddy's uh, act of uh, <clears throat> uh, intimacy. Let's say that, that, that kind of a lesson, folks. <laughs> um, but born again when you become when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when you first believe in Jesus Christ and the Spirit births Himself in you, um, and that that very second when He saves us. He starts his work of cleansing out his temple. May not be physically like a whip, the whip he used to clean out the um, the second temple. And yes, by the way, that was the second temple during the time of Jesus, the three three years of Jesus on the earth. That was not the first temple. That was the second one. The first was destroyed because of disobedience. Uh, actually, the second one was too. There will be a third temple built pretty much on that same spot. Um, but the only true and living God won't sit in it at all. Jesus Christ won't sit down in it. It'll be totally built for Satan. Uh, that will start off the final um, wrath and judgment of God. God is a loving God, but He's also just, righteous judgment. Which we see very little of today. Um, and he wouldn't be God if he, if his judgment doesn't have a, if it's not righteousness. It has no partiality. Don't care what color a person is. He doesn't use that as a basis. Don't care what denomination you're under. Actually, he's probably. He's, he has he's seen faults with every denomination because none of them are of him. Uh, but that will be leaders who will be judged then, not necessarily where you sit. He is a God of order, does everything in place. He's made the way back to himself. It's a relationship back into relationship with God that relationship was destroyed in the garden it was put in it by Adam and Eve if there's any minister that God happens to lead to listen to this that says it was all Adam's fault brother or sister you are a heretical teacher you are a false teacher repent and get right with Jesus Christ immediately 
There's no scripture to back that up. Everything was not Adam's fault. You even go to the New Testament where it's here and everything was not all his fault. They both equally chose to disobey God. Adam could have repented and then God would have took out Eve and he would have given him another one. A more godly woman. We don't know. Obviously that wasn't the case. So We know the way it ended and that's it. We don't know what God would have done on that one because we're not God. Regardless of what Satan told Eve, while Adam was still quietly listening, that's his mistake, quietly listening, instead of standing up steadfast for the faith of Jesus Christ. We are never, ever called to be quiet when somebody is attacking, um, going against Almighty God. We are to stand up, steadfast for the faith, being stand up for the faith. Says I'm not changing. You could put a gun to my head and says, I'll pull this trigger unless you renounce Jesus Christ. The, if you're a true believer, the first words out of your mouth are probably going to be saying, Father, forgive them for they have no clue what they're doing. Now, it's probably somebody like me. I probably say, Father, they're being stupid. They don't know what they're doing. But that's just me. I'm sure I'm not the only one out there like that, but I'm, that, that, that's few. You will be, we will be asking God to forgive them. They don't know what they're doing as the trigger is pulled. The next second words quickly out was says, Father, I commend my spirit back to you. Thank you for taking me home. And he will take us home instantly, one split second. A fake Christian, which you're not a Christian at all, or an unbeliever, you put that head saying, you're talking about Jesus too much. You need to stop talking about him. If you do, you're not a Christian. You just denied Jesus. And Jesus said very plainly, you deny me before before man which means another human being I deny you before the father and I don't know about you I want Jesus as my advocate I want Jesus as my attorney I need him as my advocate while I'm in need him um, another thing that the scripture is very very clear on don't ever let anybody that's a very deceived brother or sister that tells you you gain many friends when we become a Christian the scripture does not say that that person that tells you that is deceived I don't want to go as far as calling them a false believer they may have been mistaught um, somebody above them that taught them that is clearly a false apostle, a false priest false teacher uh, a false prophet whatever If somebody, ta- whoever taught them that if that's just something they came about themselves reading scripture, they're not reading scripture with God's eyes. It's very clear from the apostles on. Actually, Moses, when God started giving him a passion for his own people, remember Moses was not an Egyptian. He was born under the tribe of Levi. Actually, it was daddy, I think, Levi. Uh, it was his grandfather. I forgot. I just read it and I forgot already. Uh, but he was from the tribe of Levi, which means he was a priest. Uh, according to Old Testament law. By the way, that's not New Testament. It is not required 
that um, under new new covenant under the New Testament that um, priests and pastors only come from one area. Actually, it says in Peter that we are all kings and priests. Um, that's another lesson for another time, if the Lord shall permit me and lay it upon my heart. Um, but he was rejected. He went out there. He saw an Egyptian beating up a Hebrew. He defended him. Now his choice of uh, you know avenue was murdering the Egyptian. No, that wasn't God's way. Notice God technically put him in what we will call prison for 40 years. He's put him in exile because he had to flee because Pharaoh heard out saying, this boy's crazy. He just took out one of my people. <laughs> and he, he was going to kill him. So God kept him hid. Basically, in our, in our time, that's similar to a prison, but it's not. It wasn't in, you know, behind bars or anything like that. Actually, that's where God uh, presented uh, his wife and brought him two, two sons. I uh, didn't say he had... I don't remember reading he had any more than those two two boys. Um, but when he... When he came out the next day before he fleed... Before he fleed... Into the wilderness for those 40 years... He saw two Hebrews fighting. That's the same thing as us walking into church... And seeing two uh, brothers or two sisters in Christ... Um, fighting each other... You're going to want to intercede or something like that. Not as a judge. You want to do it as a fellow brother or sister in Christ. You figure if they're in church, you're a brother in Christ. Well, by the way, don't figure that because just because they attend church don't make them right with God. Just because they raise their hands don't make them right with God. Um, they rejected them and says, who are you? Um, all throughout the prophets, they were all sent to the people of God to rebuke them, reprove them corrected yeah they were eventually killed actually and they were killed by those of the world they were killed by religious people because that's what the Jews were at that point they were the people of God religious people people that attended uh, temple every day until they went worshipping false idols they were into a temple that, the wrong temple uh, jump over to the New Testament Paul had the favor of the... He was a religious leader. He had the favor of him. More than likely, he had probably a, many friends as you could have back then. Uh, they were all on the side. When he came to Jesus, when Jesus got his attention on that donkey, and all the 11 uh, disciples, remember Judas Iscariot was of Satan, and he committed suicide. Because uh, instead of going to Jesus and asking for repentance, uh, he didn't do it. He tried to go to man and ask him for forgiveness. Man can't give us forgiveness. They can forgive us one on one, and they should if they're right with God. If you haven't forgiven somebody yet, why kill yourself? You're 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 allowing that unforgiveness to eat away at your soul. If Jesus Christ forgave you. If God forgave you through Jesus Christ, then we are commanded to give grace to us. Now, there are sometimes for what people done to you, uh, maybe hard to do it. Don't you think it was hard for Jesus? Uh, 
to go through that cross for you and for me. There's some people I had to forgive out there. And that people hurt my family. And they hurt me well. That's a hard thing to do when they cross that line. But you know what? Jesus makes it easy. Because he forgave us. It's easy for us to forgive others. They may not understand. You don't want to kill me? No. You don't want to put me in prison? No. They may need to be in prison. Depending on what law they broke. Don't forget, we still have laws of land, but it's not being judged righteously anymore. Very rarely. Those that fear God will judge righteously. Those that have no fear of God, reverential respect, fear. Not a beat up God. God is not a God. I just read something very interesting from a man of God that uh, his last day on this earth before he was taken home was 1963. There's something intriguing about that for me personally. Uh... Because it's a year after I was born. When we, when somebody first gets saved, to give them just the Bible alone and not walk with them, is foolishness. It's the, it's not the Bible that's saving us. In the Bible, we need to come to the point when we're born again that they're not just words on a page, and God is still speaking. God just didn't speak those fifteen hundred years to those forty to those forty writers not authors he is the author there's one author of the bible it's God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit that's it the only author no other author I don't care who the publisher claims he or she is I don't claim as a matter of fact you will look at the um, study it properly as God's word these are only 66 books I only a um, portion of what God is saying said and has said God's been speaking from the get-go. That just came to my eyes. God's been spe- speaking. He's the one who spoke this earth, universe, and us into existence. He spoke our existence. It was through the act of our mommy and daddies, whether they were married or not. God's way is through marriage. Satan's way. You know, but God can turn that around. To say, okay, you may have started out the enemy's way. Now come over to my way, and I'll show you how to. I'll show you how I'm going to correct it. Just surrender to God. We make a mistake. We screw up. We mess up daily. Sometimes multiple times a day. The word and um, and there's a false teaching that somehow crept into primarily American Christianity called memorizing scripture I just looked up a few sites uh, the scripture references they gave that's not what it's saying we can't write God's word on the tables of our heart one that will be messy and two if we open up our own chest uh, we probably for right with God will be meeting him face to face and it probably won't be a pretty thing because he says what are you doing here now <laughs> I don't know Dane you to do that <laughs> Act, we would pretty much kill us if we cut up on our chest and try and write on the tables of our hearts visually we cannot memorize these 66 books it's God speaking to us that's why we gotta we gotta come to the place somewhere in our walk with God at the beginning we realize these are not just words that was kind of dumb uh, these are God's word 
speaking to us. We're going into the word of God saying, Lord, these are your words. These are not just words on a piece of paper on parchment as they used to be written on. Now they're multiple printed. And if somebody hands you just a New Testament, find a true brother or sister in Christ and say, will you go with me and help me buy a real Bible? God would not just give a New Testament. That's not God. His whole word is relevant even today. It's examples of it. You can't properly study the New Testament without studying the Old Testament. We don't live the Old Testament. There are some religious people that still try to live the Old Testament. They're going to find out. Hopefully they find it out sooner than later. Because if they find out later, it's too late. Um, so I encourage you. And one last thing in there, the more we study the New Testament. Um, believers didn't have a lot of friends. Paul lost a lot of friends. You can look at who traveled with him by reading... Most of the time, it's at the end of the letters that God wrote through him. Romans, both Corinthians, 1st and 2nd. Timothy, 1st and 2nd. Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd. Titus. Peter was written by Peter. Written down by Peter. It was given to him. James was written down by James. Given to him. Uh, Jude was... I believe that was his Judah, but it doesn't clarify. I say it. Hebrews is somebody that knew Old Testament law. It's got. It was maybe somebody related to Paul. I know that. That was with Paul because it was his style of writing. Nothing's ever said, but somebody definitely was listening to God and uh, understood Old Testament uh, teaching. So definitely somebody was, well, the whole Bible was somebody listening to God tell them what to say and what to write. They didn't write anything of their own. They didn't put their opinions in there. They didn't put any of that. They spoke it 100% as they were hearing it, wrote it down. And they did not write it down with verses and chapters. Anybody that taught, teaches otherwise, I would probably ask God, okay, God, that's probably not the church where you want me at. Where you want me? If you're sitting on a church that teaches that, um, you may want to ask God where He wants you to go. If God's not ordering your steps, um, if you haven't lost friends, some of them may stay the distance to you. Some may stay to see if you're going to f- wait for it to fall. Say, I know it, I know it, I know it. And guess what? You may fall, but God's going to pick you back up, dust you back off, give you a little chastening, a little spanking, as we know it. And that's a loving thing, by the way, not a beatdown. Of course, the inner city, a beatdown that aunties and mamas gave to you. That wasn't a beatdown that you and I, what DSS would call a beatdown. That's a loving chase, and they do that because they love us. Sorry, that's that six years in the hood. I tell you, you kind of learn some of the words sometimes. So beatdown, I had to learn, is not necessarily a bad thing. That's an auntie, a guardian, a grandma, <laughs> disciplining a child. I'm still thinking, I'll tell you, there was several occasions that my presence uh, was keeping them from killing them, from killing some of y'all. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure deep down it was the spirit of God saying, don't kill them. <laughs> it'll, only be, it'll, it'll be worse. Uh, a little bit of side humor in there to kind of break the levity. 
But um, so don't be upset when you lose friends. The most blessed uh, five-year period of my time is when uh, the only position that I can locate. You're talking, spending hours in prayer, listening to the for the voice of God and to the voice of God, saying, "Okay, God, where do you want me? Where do you want me?" When God goes silent, you're being given a test. When the teacher in school is silent, she's he or she's not going to answer your question. They're going to say, "Oh, this is a test. You had to, it's a test on something on something I gave you before. You should have studied it." God gives a test now. It's a different thing. He don't go on our study. He's leading us through that test. If we just be still and listen to him. Wow. I, I just got convicted there. Dang. I just got a little bit of a chastening. Cut to the heart. Thank you, Lord, for that. Ah. A break is uh, another brother that I'm going to send this to. Is, um, if you've gained friends... Then you got a problem. You may want to go to Second Corinthians thirteen five and see if you're truly in the faith of Jesus Christ. Because a true believer that only speaks what we hear the Lord say to us when He tells us to say to it. Sometimes we're a little early. Yep. Sometimes we don't speak at all, and that's our disobedience. That's going to cost us. What will cost us? I don't know. It's all different. David uh, chose to go against God when he took Bathsheba. That wasn't God's will initially. God turned around for good after he he lost. I think he lost some like he lost the baby. God took the baby back home. Wasn't at the age of accountability. And I think he lost a couple thousand people, if I recall. Let's go back and reread that one. I'm not into memorizing scripture out there. I try and listen to the Spirit. Again, memorizing scripture is not in there. It's knowing God. That's the whole point of a relationship. If you're married, if you don't know your, you know your spouse by sitting down and listening to them. Husbands and wives. Uh, if you're dating somebody, by the way, dating's really not in scripture, but uh, PM me. We'll discuss that one. After work, and I sit down with that one. But dating's not really in there. You won't see dating in the Bible at all. Um, PM me after I get off work. Now, today my mind's going to be somewhere else. I'm working because my mom's got to go for a procedure where it could, well, either way, it could cause her to be blind. But I'm trusting fully that God is Jehovah Rapha. He is the only healer. There is not a doctor anywhere on this earth and never was that can heal. They can have all the pedigrees, all the degrees, all the certifications they want. That person that's on that table, if it's time, it's, if they're according to God's will, is their time to go home? Nothing they can do. God's taking them home. None of us leave this earth or come into this world, earth on our own time. All that is still in God's hands. What we do, how much we know Him, how much we obey Him, we need to be 100% obedient. So please, I encourage you in 2020, 
grow in the wisdom of knowledge of God learn his voice John chapter 10 is talking about the shepherd 10 or 12 damn it damn chapters and verses I just looked at it too it talks about he is the shepherd it's either 10 or 12 in John um, this is the sheep know my voice learn his voice so you can discern when the enemy shouts this world has a lot of voices um the politicians have a lot of voices notice how they try and get loud because they got big mouths they're doing what their father the devil does lie and shouts a roaring lion is actually harmless but usually by the time when we hear the roar it's too late when the lion's getting ready to pounce on you he's quiet when he's right up right up at your side getting ready to take a bite he's silent they can as big as those animals are they can approach you stealthily you won't even know it most time until it's too late gators the same way it's kind of intriguing but usually they're going to come out through water out there you're going to hear water rippling if you're actually listening we need to be discerning the voice because God rarely yells. Remember the twice when God the Father spoke to himself, God the Son, Jesus, from heaven down to earth. Some people heard thunder. You had some people, their eyes were cleared out. Their spiritual eyes were cleared out and they heard God speak saying, uh, Yep, this is the Son of God. Others said it was thunder. Others just said it was noise. What are you hearing? Are you hearing the voice of Jesus Christ? Or are you paying attention to the voice of Satan and the voice of those of this world? Don't pay attention to the voice of this world. We are not to do that. As Christians, we are to be listening for the voice, learning the voice of God. That's all it's about. It's not about religion. The voice of God, he will speak through his word, rightly divided. Satan also speaks through the Bible, but he'll twist it. That's why as God leads you to passages, the books of the Bible, to his word, you'll read them as they were given, as they were written down for our learning, our edification. But same token, we're listening Two and four, the voice of God. So let 2020 be the year that you, if you're not saved, you legitimately come to Jesus Christ. Surrender everything, starting with yourself. Your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, everything. Your children, give them all up to God. Let Him take absolute no control. You're, there's no genuine Christian that will ever say, well, I'm in control of certain areas. No. A biblical Christian, if you got a passion to teach us otherwise, ask God, you are not in a godly church. Any God, godly leader will automatically tell you God is in 
100% control of us. We laid down our will willingly. He didn't take it from us. He didn't force us. He, that's why those that are true followers come to him. He showed us the way. He showed us that he is the way. He spoke his words. He sent people to us that boldly and lovingly spoke the true word of God. You got a perverted, or we have a perverted God, John 3.16. That said, Jesus Christ, everybody's right with God now. Mm -mm. John 3.16 only applies when you receive Jesus Christ. Because it says, for all who believe in him, all who believe shall not perish. It doesn't say everybody in the world is no longer going to perish. You got people that, that are believing the faults and they're propagating it. They're telling everybody that it's true. You know why? Because they're foolish. They're still blinded by Satan. They're still following their father Satan. Jesus Christ did not come to tickle our flesh. He did not come to take these fleshly bodies. When Jesus went down suffering and dying on the cross for you and me and any of the beliefs he was taken down off that cross by jo Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus he was buried rented to him was it even his own he didn't pay for the tomb it was Joseph's tomb unused they gave, they willingly gave it up, saying, "I'm gonna bury my Savior and my Lord here, because I know who He was now." Buried him in His tomb. He was only there for three days. The third day He rose again. He's alive. You walk into a church that ignorantly and foolishly still has Jesus, a rendition of Him nailed to a cross. More likely that church, matter of fact, clearly, not more likely. That's clearly that church is not teaching the scriptures properly. Because that cross is now empty. Oh, the cross, that cross is gone. <laughs> Obviously, that was over 2,000 years ago. You walk into a church like that, and that church is still has something like that up there, that's not teaching properly. You walk into a church and don't even see a cross laying around, that church is not teaching properly. The cross is that we ourselves have that cross. Ourselves. We come to Christ. Those that believed was taken with them. When we were went through that baptism, we're acknowledging that we were also crucified with you on that cross. We may not physically have been there, obviously, because we're still here. But spiritually, we become dead ourselves. The, that cross is a death mechanism, a death tool. When he came down and resurrected, we were resurrected spiritually. Eventually, these bodies will be changed. And they'll have a new body, new flesh. It won't be it won't be like regular flesh. So if you got if you go in and you hear enough worship music that tickles your flesh, you probably want to get your little butt off that seat. Get your legs moving towards the door and got out of there because Jesus didn't come to tickle our flesh. He came to save us and set us on the right path, the narrow path. If you got a church that doesn't teach 
there's two paths. Jesus' path is narrow way. If people call you narrow-minded out there because you believe in Jesus, say thank you. Blow their mind. Said, yep, Jesus is the only way. He's no longer on that cross. He didn't come to take away flesh. He don't come to make us all healthy, wealthy, and rich. He don't come to so we can make six-figure income. It comes to cleanse us out, get rid of all the idols that we, all the junk we bring into Him. This, these bodies become His temple. Ooh, can Peyton here? Check that. Uh, so decide this year. Let this year, the year be you come to Jesus Christ, and you begin to walk with Him. You begin to recognize His voice, and you begin to learn it. And follow it and obey it. I love y'all too much to tell you anything different. Love you.